Plant a tree for our tomorrow. Plant a tree that cleans the air. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. Plant a tree to show how much you really care. That's it. That's what, what, what did you want from me? Well, I figured you would have some Dana J theme to it. I know, right? Planet That'd J, be pretty good, right? And then Dan. And... All right, good intro, Dan. Good intro. I've got this. Attention tears families apart each day, each year, in fact. Oh, no. Vice and lack of self control and self awareness are constantly tearing away at the moral, spiritual, and Ethical fabric of this country. I am lucky not to have destroyed my family and friendships during my own early bout with addiction. However, I owe it to them to tell the story, as I owe it to you to tell the same story to a different purpose, to relay it to you. I was a staunch individualist during my nearly two years in Oklahoma. When something was relayed to me as fact, I immediately questioned it and Took it on, head on, long and headstrong. It is because of this isolated instance of that particular personality trait backfiring that I learned to suppress the urge to challenge the obvious truth of rules and the opinions of authority figures. My mother asked that I take a Flintstones chewable vitamin each morning and each night. This was to keep me healthy and keep my bones strong likely to prepare me for another tornado or drowning. The one thing I was not to do, she said, was to take these on my own, or, in that case, to take more than I ought to twice a day. My own strength of character became a weakness of will. When her back was turned one evening as an HBO special played on our television, I snuck the bottle of brightly colored, sweet-tasting temptations behind an easy chair and opened it anxiously looking about to see if either parent may be lurking nearby, such as even the early life of a to-be-recovering addict. In a haze, I managed to crack the childproof cap of the bottle that had obviously not been designed with a desperate in mind. Opening the bottle, I poured a variety of cavemen, dinosaurs, and cavemen cars into my hand. I looked at this rainbow rebellion, and now looked like a cobblestone road to a town made of candy-like nutritional supplements, as though it were the answer to all my young questions and problems. Perhaps I am certain to have thought, I will now understand why I was told not to take these vitamins. Little did I know how wrong I was. Immediately upon venturing on my first and only trip into the sweet world that addiction painted itself as, I was racked with my first and only pangs of guilt. My paranoia, at the very least, tripled, and I looked around, panicked for my mother. When I found her, I held out the bottle to her, as if to say, Look what I've done to myself! I then muttered, before I could think another thought, I took these! I can't be certain if she began to cry right at the exact moment, but the message she relayed was clear. My life could not continue on this way. I was living too close to the edge for a three-year-old, though unable to yet properly articulate that I had a problem, it was obvious, even to me. I had exactly that. There was only one way to curb my unnatural desires. Wow. I I like that that is now, that character is me. Like, that is a, a variation on, on me. Or, mm-hmm. 
or my the the narrator I would choose. Uh-huh. Or I'm I'm not sure exactly how he falls. Yeah, into the I, I think this is this is a re-release for 2016. Sure. Of the audiobook. Yeah. Yeah. And you wanted to have some gravitas. Yeah, it's true. So you bring in a British man. Mm-hmm. You bring in a one, a one Weston Yabro. Yes, right, right. To right. Uh, go ahead and uh, you know read your book for a new release of the audiobook. Yeah. No. It's good. An old British, like aristocrat. Sure. Sure. Reading uh, about a young American boy's dreams to become president of the free world. The book makes me laugh when you read it in that voice. Uh, I don't know that <laughs> I don't know that my voice makes anybody laugh. Uh, but that's good. At least at least that works. Uh, how you doing, Dan? And I I took I took a I I chose a mother based sure uh, story. Oh yeah, today we're recording on Mother's Day, so yeah. you guys will all get this a day after. Yeah. Enjoy. It's all right. Mother's Mother's Day is all week. Is that is that a thing now? Yeah, it is. When you forget to send out Mother's Day. Oh cards. yeah, right. Well, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I made we we called we called the moms and then I made a video for my like a very brief video because I'm oh, supposed to be scanning some uh, slides for her and so in the video I because I haven't been able to finish it but I went I said well mom now that we're in the digital age I could show you to them. I show them to you, and I just like was holding them up. Oh, that's a good one. And then, oh, look at look at that one. Like a real dick. That's, so that's what I did. That's what I did for my mom. Very uh, nice. Yeah, Very it was, nice. It was fun. Uh, what's new? We, it's we, been we a while bought since a tree. You bought a tree? What? We bought a tree. What do you mean you bought a tree? We bought a tree. For what purpose? To what to put purpose? Put in the ground. What? What else? What do you do with a tree? You plant it. I thought it. I thought it was related to what I was talking about. No, not at all. No, just you just bought a tree. We bought a tree today. Mm-hmm. That's why I had You're to take exhausted. a shower and I'm tired and exhausted. Oh, okay. What type of tree did you get? A weeping cherry tree. That's not real. It is. What is a weeping cherry tree? It's a cherry tree that grows like a weeping willow. That's weird. That it's sounds cool. cool, though. Sounds very cool. How, how yeah. big of a tree is it that you're planting? Right now, it's not even six feet. Okay, it's still pretty big because that means the roots are like, what, three or four? No, well, it goes down about. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's a root ball. A root ball. Root ball, and then it'll spread out. Hmm. But it can get up to about twenty-five feet tall. That's crazy. What and happens? About equivalent equivalent uh, uh, diameter. Twenty-five feet wide too. That's cool. About. All right. That's that's. Between twenty and twenty-five feet. That's a large tree. That sounds too it's, big. It's, it's a shade tree. Hmm. Yeah, it's also a ground tree because it will take up all of your ground. All mm-hmm. of the ground all around it. Okay, good. It's in the front yard. We don't really use it, so. Oh, okay. So eventually, it's just there's going to be a tree there. Nobody's going to remember there's a house there. Yeah. You'll forget, forget one day. It's like, where do we live, darling? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, we shall drive around the neighborhood until something looks familiar. Is that how you're going to talk in the future? Is that what the Boise accent's going to be in the future? Yeah, that's what it's, it's slowly turning into that if oh, you listen carefully. That's interesting. Hmm. Does Boise have a regional... Like, I haven't noticed it from anybody, so I'd, what is their regional... Is it just... Or is that where, like, middle American accents come from? Maybe that's right. <sighs> I think Boise doesn't really, because it is a bit of a melting pot. Sure. But you get outside of Boise a bit... Mm-hmm. And you'll get you'll get some of the kind of sort of like what we had in Lawrence, mm. the whole "Are you from the South?" Yeah, 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 yeah. type accent. Okay. Like, 
the, right. the ignorant southern accent <laughs> is what you get. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. Unless a thing. you go east, and then you just get Mormons. Then you get Mormons. What do they and talk about? Like? As I think, just normal. Hi, how are you? Welcome to Mormon. Is that how it goes? <laughs> yeah, I have a book for you. Mm-hmm. Is that how the Book of Mormon starts? The the pro, yeah. the play. Welcome yeah, to absolutely. Mormon. Okay. Welcome to Mormon. This is a Mormon place. Welcome to Mormon. That was good. That was really good. My new nom nom. Fa- is it backwards? <laughs> that is true. Nom rom. <laughs> nom rom. Nom rom. It's, it's like a really weird movie t- genre. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul Rudd was really famous for his nom roms. Those are they're eating romantic <laughs> comedies, is what they are. <laughs> no comedies. Just no, no, no. Romances. Eating romances. Wow. So this, it's like it's, like it's water basically... for chocolate. Is that what like water for chocolate is? <laughs> no. Is a nom rom. Water for chocolate. <laughs> I, I think it's a romance. Pretty movie. much. Pretty much. It's it's Brad. Brad Pitt invented that genre. <laughs> oh, God, he's so dead. Oh, no. Yeah, because like, presuming he eats anywhere in Benjamin Button, that movie's a nom rom. Yeah. Oh. So, um, kiss me, you fool, but hold on. I had a Laffy Taffy. <laughs> Can we make? Oh, let's see. Here's the thing. We got to become friends with Brad Pitt because if you here's the thing. If you know some and you're like, hey, I have this idea for a movie, you've got nothing on the line because you're Brad Pitt and you can make whatever you want. We'll get right. the money for the movie just because his name is on the title. And if it was right. a 90 minute movie where every scene he's eating, I I don't care how good the movie is. Like it could be the shitty. We could get a trauma script, shoot it with Brad Pitt, <laughs> and as long as it wasn't too much action, even if there was action, as long as he's eating while he does the action. Oh, yeah, it's an instant idea. win. Yeah, this is a really good idea. And you would classify it as a nom rom. He's like even eating when he's on the toilet. He's eating while he's eating. Like he's yeah. he's already eating when he gets to the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Hey, got a table for four. Oh, <laughs> uh, right, cool. and not not like a candy bar, not like a banana. No, he's got like a plate of <laughs> like pasta. Plate of pasta. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like a Chinese place. He got a table for four. <laughs> He's got one of those little carrying trays that's got a little spot for a wine glass on it. So that he can walk, he <laughs> yeah, walks around one. everywhere with one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Brad Pitt, uh, if you're out there, and you are out yeah. there, you might not be listening, but if you're out there. We know you're out there somewhere. Let's do Let's do the first let's official do a nom, rom. nom rom. Like, this is the first we'll, nom and rom. And we'll, we'll, we'll call it chocolate for water. Chocolate for water. That's chocolate for water. Man. All right. That's good. That's really good. Figure out what that means. It'll be about, oh, it takes place in Flint, Michigan. Okay. It Mm -hmm. is a romance that burbles up around the water poisoning situation. Oh, the flaming flaming water? Yeah. Although if that happens, from what I understand, uh, anybody involved with that movie will have, uh, will be disappeared because uh, apparently these things have been happening. So maybe we don't make it there. We make it, it takes place in a fictional, a fictional place. Maybe. Clint, Michigan. There you go. Clint, Clint. Clint or mint mint fishigan mint fishigan that sounds like that's also the name of a detective in a nom rom it really is <laughs> but i just mint mint fishigan now in nom kiss me you fool in nom after i swallow my laffy taffy are they are they food centric or do all nom roms from now on have to have eating in every scene? Is that now eating in every scene? It's that's like a mumblecore, which is you know yeah okay all right so nom all right 
This Namram. TM, guys. TMC with a circle around it. DJCH. Pat pending. Also, that's that's his partner, Pat Pending. That's his. Uh, Why? Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm uh, I'm eating Laffy Taffy's. Why did the orange? Oh, what did the orange say about the banana he had a crush on? I don't. I don't know. So, I find it appealing. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> and I find Juliet appealing too. It's a Romeo and Juliet remake. Oh, oh, that's really good. (laughs) Nom Romeo and Nom Juliet. (coughs) Yep. That's what. That's also a requirement. Is that uh, in these movies the titles have to include Nom and Rom at least once? Uh, It's a very restrictive, very restrictive. Okay. So, do you remember? uh, Okay. Well, we'll, we have a thing to talk about. Then we can go into side stuff. Okay. So you suggested, since it's Mother's Day today, that we should talk about uh, uh, the Chicago trip. Yeah. Tell people what the Chicago... We've, I think to, we've talked about it, but you should tell people what it is. Was it 2002? 2002. 14 years ago, Dan. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> so in 2002, we traveled to the Windy City, a.k.a. Chinatown, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Chicago. Right. A.k.a. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Clint, Michigan. Clint, Michigan. Um, <laughs> and uh, when you say we, record... you, you say we. I mean you and Ren. You and Ren came yes. to came to Chicago. We did. And I, I lived uh, there. You lived there. You were in the schooling there. Yeah. Um, and we were there for what a week. Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's for my birthday. And week. we pretty much recorded every minute of it. Mm-hmm. So then. Uh, Jay took said footage and cut it down to what an hour and a half, two hours, hundred minutes, hundred minute long hour 40, yep. film. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are, you can split it up into chapters, and mm-hmm. there are vignettes. Yes. Um, and in it, uh, part of it, um, we uh, go to the uh, nautical, <laughs> the nautical <laughs> zoo. The Nautical Zoo. <laughs> the Shed Aquarium in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. With my mother and siblings who lived in Indiana, which is only a couple hour drive from Chicago. Yeah, which like never occurred to me until that day, basically. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I know other people in the Midwest, kind of. That's weird. Yeah. This is like right after, so it's 2000, it's just shortly after I shaved my head for the first time, which was weird. Yes, you... You surprised us when we arrived by showing us. Oh, didn't you didn't know, know you had done that. Oh my god! And I, then part wow. of that is where you shave my head. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And then we do the a video for "Do It for Your Country." Mm-hmm. There's a lot of grease too in this thing. There's so much grease too in it. Yeah. Yeah. We okay. So yeah, there. I don't know if that video is anywhere of me shaving my head, but like. I did make a video of me shaving my head, but I don't think I had posted. There's no way for me to really post it at the time because I didn't have the space to host a video, I don't think. Did I? I don't know. Either way, YouTube didn't exist yet. And yeah, when you, gave, you gave me, um, and I still have the disc here somewhere, mm-hmm. a 650 meg version of the file. Oh, okay. That's how and it I And I split it up and hosted it on lordofdance.com. That's, oh, okay, okay. That makes sense. We could, Or, yeah. Yeah. Lord of Dance. It would have been Lord of Dance at that time. So up up until this point, 
I had hair down. Well, I had hair down to my ass and a big beard. Then I trimmed my hair to my shoulder. And then you and I both dyed our hair or both bleached our hair and dyed it purple. Yours Correct. came came through sort of purple because you have the darkest hair on the planet. Yours is yeah. not easy to, to like bleach. Like when you when you bleach it, it's like a deep red. You would have done best to go to like an Asian hairstylist, honestly, because they would be used to hair that deep. Like yeah, deep Ari found thick. recently some mm-hmm. stuff that's supposed to bleach even the darkest hair. And oh, she really? Hers, and it came out really light. Oh, okay. Hmm. All right. But not... before she was doing stuff, and it just it was barely doing anything you just put like highlights in your hair basically (laughs) pretty much yeah uh and yeah and then i shaved my head and made a video and then i guess nobody saw that and then it was for later and then i should surprise you the i was wearing good god so in chicago uh this is in high school in college i mean uh they have the best salvation armies so i was buying the craziest clothes i wore weird shit in high school but then like i wore i meet you guys Mm -hmm. at the at o'hare airport wearing a fucking leisure suit yeah you do uh boy oh boy and then and then making that movie took me just so long so Mm -hmm. fucking long on chad's computer my my former roommate chad newman uh let me use his computer to cut on because i didn't have premiere at the time or a computer i don't think i probably did not have a computer you had a you had a crap desktop that i think died on you about remember i was i think i was fixing it a little bit Mm -hmm. because i put it together myself and it was just like nothing none of the parts at that really time worked. at that time it was very difficult to build your own machine because you didn't know what kind of incompatibilities existed yeah people didn't play well together very well back then Mm-mm. no but it was fun and then i cut i cut together this video like i said an hour you know mm-hmm. have you ever had trouble playing the dvds because ren every time i make her a dvd she cannot play it if i put a label on it so i don't put labels mm-hmm. on dvds i send her anymore because they Weird. don't play for her or my mom I feel like it's a weakness of their players. I'm going to blame their players for this. It could be. Could. It might work in the Blu-ray because they're always updating and stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's that's a good point. Uh, so, wait. Do, I'm trying to remember. How how far ahead did you guys plan coming out? I don't even remember much, much of this trip, other than what's on video, obviously. It must have been a little while. Yeah. Because we had to take time off to do that. And yeah, you were working full-time. Were you in college yet? I was. You were okay. So you were working, but also in college because you had to work your way. Yeah, that's when. That's through. when I. Two thousand two. Mm-hmm. Would have been the year I got the job. On campus. Oh yeah, Dan. Dan's first official IT work. What? Because this is your birthday, so it was yep. July. So it definitely would have been summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would have been taking time off of my brand new job. That's fun. So it's probably one of those things where I got a job and said, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, and you guys are coming it's a super out. Super laid back job, though, so not really that big of a deal. But right. it's more like I had to plan ahead for the fact that I wouldn't have income for a week because there was no such thing as vacation days. Right, right, right. And a college job. And this is just <laughs> legit. This is not, this was, uh, we, you could say 9-11 adjacent because it hadn't even been a year yet since 9-11 yeah. happened. So this is like... Uh, I remember flying in and me being the appropriate person and making terrorist jokes. Uh, the second you get off the plane, uh, they wouldn't let me record in the airport. So then I had to sneak it like an asshole. I snuck I it like I wouldn't, shouldn't have. Done. And you couldn't, you couldn't sneak it like you can now or you just turn on your phone. Yeah, right, right. You had to have a freaking camcorder. At least at that point we had those cannons. Yep. 
So they're only a little bit bigger than your widespread hand. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had so much fun with those things. Like, we, I, I don't know. I felt it's because they were digital. They felt like, I guess they were a lot crisper, of course, than VHS, but it was funny. They were definitely crisper. It was just, and they recorded an actual widescreen, and you could rip true. them using Firewire, so they could rip that faster. True. I still, I still have mine. It does not function as a. It functions as a go-between. Like so, if I need to turn. I haven't VHS, tried to use mine in a long time. Really, mine. Was... I, I've, I've watched, I've watched tapes on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't really tried recording on it. That's a good. That's a good point. I, I, I put one tape in my, in my, uh, in it years ago, and then it stopped working because there was moisture on the head, and something Ooh. happened, and it never worked again. Uh, except for as a go-between, like I can hook it up into right. a, a an SD source and then convert it to H to DV. Really exciting, folks! I know that's what everybody wants to hear. Tech but, Talk one hundred eight point six. Tech Talk Dan J's Comedy Hour. Tech Talk. How does this I don't thing know work? Everything. It's all blinking twelve o'clock. <laughs> I totally broke it. I, I shouldn't. You have done did. It. I broke it. I'm one hundred eight point six. I'm one hundred eight point six. I am Mister one hundred eight point six. You will not interrupt me. You will let me do my thing. I am one hundred eight point six. I'm so sorry, sir. I don't know. What I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so sorry. We got a review on iTunes, by the way. I feel like, hey, people, if you well, listen, yeah, we did. What did it say? Uh, it's it's a nice one because it's from one of the guys of the Gamers, Nerds, and Alcohol podcast. Which, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he loves it. Uh, and I almost want to just call him the guy who hates comedy on vinyl, which is so not true. He's just like, no, I like Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour more. Um, <laughs> and like I said. It, totally in the minority, but it's it's kind of exciting that he. Ooh, but um, yes, what? <laughs> um, Ari found a book for me to read to uh, potentially uh-huh. ask to be on the uh, novelization. Excuse me, podcast. Do it, do it. Rich is a nice um, guy, and he runs uh, a fun I show. I wish I knew what the author was because oh, real helpful, Dan. But it's uh oh, there it is. <laughs> Dan is now getting a book from the shelf. He's walking. I, I assume he's walking. I can't see him. Oh, here he is. Now he's sitting back down. And here he is. Wait, Steven Spielberg's. Wait, is that battery's not included? Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you should insist, if you go on there, you should insist it is called uh, asterisk battery's not included. Yeah. And insist he call it that. Yeah. You should totally email him. I, I bet he'd be down. Yeah. But, um, and then, but mm-hmm. you want to know, um, he wrote another novelization. What did he write? He found it at the same time. Uh-huh. Let's see. Let's see. Willow. That's see, awesome. He wrote, he wrote this novelization, too. That, okay. I will tell Wayland you. Drew. If you ever decide you want to do Willow, I know a guy who's in Willow. Uh, <laughs> he, he was like one of, he was one of the brownies, one of the two brownies. So, oh, really? Yes. Yeah, Rick Overton. Nice, nice guy. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the same guy who did the novelization of Batteries Not Included did the novelization of Willow. So I feel good. like one of those, mm. one of these looks like they've been read a bit more than the other. Yeah, really? Can you guess? That's funny. <laughs> Willow's tore up. That's yeah. great. But it has, this one has, like, you know, lots like color of, photos lots of color inside. Photos. That's good. Yeah. That's funny. Fucking none, none, of the, none of the pages are stuck together, right? I just want to make sure because that's why it's not tattered. Oh, okay. You're very careful to pull those apart. That's good. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, if they're stuck together, there's, there's a reason. The Grease 2 one is. Yeah. Uh, pages are not stuck together, but it uh, it is written <laughs> by a guy who. Ren, okay. So Ren has read it before and or read through it. She's like, 
like this stuff. He goes into these people's minds and it's like really dirty shit. And I'm just like, really? And I'm, and I'm like, he goes into like more detail and like it gets dirty a little bit. And then I looked him up. The guy totally used to write like adult books. That's that's what he also wrote. Uh, he has since passed away, so I can't like try and interview oh, him. Oh, that's about a it. shame. I know. I know. Would love because want... obviously he that was that book was a I need a paycheck book. Oh, of course, right, yeah. right. And, but they're so short. <laughs> some of them, like the Grease Two one, is like definitely like short, yeah. short young adult length and not small print. Um, yeah, Willow was actually 276 pages. Shit, so that's like a full-on novel. And then the batteries not included is Ooh. 213. Let's write uh, 25,000 words or less versions and call them novellaizations. Can we do that? Novellaizations. The there we go. And that's what we will call them. What Dan's looking curiously at the book. What's going? On? I feel like we have not talked about the Chicago trip enough, Dan. Is that? Should we talk more about it? Yeah, I just had to mention that because. That was an interesting find. It is an interesting find. Everything okay? You sure? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, good, Dan. Thanks. I'm glad to hear. Thanks for oh. asking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, one of the videos you're going to post yes. is Miniature Massacre Mayhem. Oh, yes. Right, right, right. Which was with my mother. Mm-hmm. Is she in um, it, in it, or is just her voice in the background there? I think just a voice. I yeah. think the whole thing is just the miniatures. Yeah. So basically, they had a diagram. Was it a map of what's there, or was it a map of what, like a renovation? I'm tr- I feel like it's a, a renovation. Um, and so there's um, miniatures in there. Mm-hmm. And was it that like one was knocked over? A like bunch of them murdered? were knocked over, like it, like the, or yeah, like, that's right. Seemed like they'd been, then, they'd been repositioned or something, even though they'd been glued down originally. I don't know if it was the look of the pontoon boat or what. But right. he ran around, he took those two out, he smashed their heads into the walls. As he was running, he killed the girl and her mom while the little girl was stuck by herself. He took out the little girl while the dad was busy watching the shark. And now the dad sees and he's trying to find who did it. But at the same time, the woman over there was killed and her lesbian lover is like, Oh no! And they right. come around here, and he takes out that woman, who was, I think, a guy, because she's holding some sort of paper. Yeah. And he's running to continue his reign of terror with the school children. Because he's looking at his hand. You're looking right. at his hand. I think it's blood. It's either blood or a plan. Right. He's, well, I don't know. I think is he's premeditated, or? I think it's. I think he just snapped looking at the pontoon boat. Which guy's shady? Look, that guy with his right hands in his pockets. With his hands in his pockets? Yeah, yeah looking at yeah. the yeah. He's a little scary to yeah. me. He's walking right behind Watching the little, little girl. girl. Yeah. He's a little unnatural. Do, like do you see the guy in the ring? Did you see the guy in the ring? Wait, where's the little girl? I think he just went past the mom's head. Yeah. She's right in front of him, right there. Oh, that down there. Yeah. Yeah, and those the couples tried to commit suicide. Dude, that would really have bad eyesight. I was gonna say blind, but that's. Luckily, he's standing very still right now. We're not entirely sure why. Well, you attempted to murder them. You know, I think maybe it was an earthquake. 
And then there's one in the distance that looks like it's running. And so we do a whole <laughs> That's right. That's right. chop, like, you know, Television 11, like Fox 11, <laughs> chopper from the sky, trying to determine what happened. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. That's a lot of fun. I should post that one. That's a good call. That's good. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, that's mostly what I did. Like the whole time, like when I introduced your family, I used the National Ge- Geographic theme because they were just... <laughs> just so crazy bless you they really are <laughs> um, yeah so I, I use a national geographic theme and some and some graphics uh the whole thing is filled with that that was jason learning how to edit and i decided to learn how to edit on something that was feature length which is you can tell that i'm learning because there's a lot of like long clips that do not need to be in it of conversations that just like <laughs> looking back just like why did i leave those in there <laughs> and why did i pick on everybody so much uh this is also the trip when you guys threw me a surprise birthday party. Yes. And I thought it would be funny after I blew out the candles to bite into one as a joke and then get that was very intelligent. burned with actual wax. And you see it happen on camera. Mm-hmm. I deserved it. Um, yeah. I remember when we went, we sh- when we shaved our heads, we were A, both worried we might look like we were in some sort of cult or look like we were white supremacists as we walked down yeah. the street. Yeah, and of course that worked out really well for us, if you recall. I don't. Do- so... You know, Jay and I and his sister are walking. I think we're looking for Walmart. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, yeah. So we're walking around. My head is shaved. Your head is shaved. We're walking around. do to do And uh turns out we end up on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the and there's a n- notorious uh, certain concept about the types of people who live on Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Sure. An irony to the name. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. And so you've got these two bald guys and a bright blonde, blue-eyed <laughs> young lady with them mm-hmm. walking walking around town, <laughs> and a young gentleman mm-hmm. rolls down his window, gives us a look, and says, "Are you guys lost?" <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we're like, "Yes, we're just looking for Walmart," and he gives us directions to Walmart. <laughs> totally forgotten that's so funny Our, oh that's fantastic. yeah we were walking through the bad part of chicago uh-huh. <laughs> felt very john mcclain yeah no very true very true <laughs> i look like a i was a we were both sort of scrawny john mcclains with glasses on yeah bald very very bald yeah wow mm-hmm. i've forgotten about that that's so funny <laughs> We went to, I don't know why this, I remember this, but the night we shaved our heads, we went to, to go to Bennigan's? I think we went to a Bennigan's to eat. Does that sound familiar? Probably because of South Park. <laughs> is that why? Happy, happy birthday from all of us at Bennigan's. Is that, is that why you think we went? We went because of, of South Park? I wouldn't be surprised if I encouraged it because oh, okay. of that. Oh, I Let's see what you're just saying. Say. Oh, I see. Man, I miss Chicago. I do miss Chicago, except for the heat. Was it sweltering when you guys were there? Because I can't remember how bad it was. It was pretty hot when we were there. We did a lot of, uh, while you were doing school stuff during the day, we took the free trams around town. Oh, okay. That's right. I think at night it cooled down because of the lake, but overall, yeah, it was still pretty. That's right, because I was there because I was only still there in the summer because I did summer semester. And this, well, this, yeah, so it would have been July, obviously. Duh. I'm trying to remember what the hell would I have been doing at this point. I oh you know what I mu- hmm hold on was this also this had to have been the same trip we must have 
done a shoot? Because you're in one of my movies. Was this the same trip, or did you come out twice? I, I, that was not when we did Il Pazo. So did you come out before? What I'm tr- You must come out before, because I had long hair when we did that. That's right. Holy yeah. shit, I'd forgotten you came out to Chicago twice. I came out when it was cold. Oh, okay, yeah, that was a cold time. Wow, that's funny. Because we don't have any video memories of that, so therefore I have no, mm. I can't be sure. It doesn't exist, never true. happened. Yep. I found out through <laughs> through friend of the show, Taylor Jessen, that uh, there's a place down down the street that will do, uh, that will tell us any videos, like 16mm to HD for like really cheap. So I'm going to get all that footage that I have and have them just roll it through because it won't cost me more than a couple hundred bucks because I'd love to have that on HD just for fun. Absolutely, yeah. Like, it was good stuff. And, like, we did – oh, my God, do you remember – so now we're going back to a previous Chicago trip, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but happy Mother's Day to all our mothers. We love you all. Yes. Um, I remember – do you remember the scariest slash stupidest part of ma- of doing that shoot of the first – of the – The fire? <laughs> not just a fire so that we did this whole thing that is about a filmmaker turning the tables on a stalker and stalking his it's it's not entirely clear that that's what's happening to be fair in the final film but that's okay but at one point he gets all of he steals dan's character dirk benedict who you've heard about on this podcast before we decided to make him dirk benedict he goes he goes and takes all of his memorabilia from his fan throws it in a box and lights it on fire we're like this will be cool i bought a zippo we know how to knock the stops back to do it slow motion we made that look good all the lighting matched up but what we're not telling you what i haven't told you so far is that this is in a building that we did this in a hallway of our apartment building we had gotten permission to shoot in an empty apartment from my apartment managers the permission we did not get was to throw a fire in a box in a cardboard box is it or was it a trash can? I, no, it was it a trash can. Okay, it was in a trash can. Okay, so that's better. So it was in a trash can in our hallway, like a big ass flame that I now I don't know how we could, we put out because there's a big flame that reaches to the camera in this. Oh man, we got to talk about that sometime. But we just did. But we got to talk about the whole video. <laughs> I'll put it up. I think it is up. Nope. I think it is up actually somewhere. There's a let's do it for your country. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm from my my backup of my website oh you're looking oh you know last time we talked you said yeah i've updated my website since 2009 no you haven't maybe you've updated the look we haven't added any content to him. oh i haven't added any <laughs> fucking content you just added a, new, a picture of you and ari at the grand canyon i think is what you did and redesigned it good design <laughs> no it's a good design don't get me wrong it's a good design so there's a there's a my beer sponsor is iced coffee because i cannot have alcohol right now because of my diet so uh, cheers to the world <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a goddamn fag, huh? Look at me, I'm doing a fucking diet. What's your beer? That's what people say, right? Yeah, that's what people say. Okay. There's a, I'm, I, I already drank all mine. Henry's Hard Soda. Is it ginger ale? Or was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pretty good. It's not a lot of alcohol. It's only 4.2, but it's still good. Sure. No, it's yummy. So refreshing. It's very yummy. So you're looking at the backup of your website to see what videos you had. Did you put up just clips, yeah. or did you put up the whole movie in segments? Oh, I put it up in chapters. Oh, okay, okay. That's right. You did do that. I recall I that. did do that. I mean, I had to really whittle them down. So mm-hmm. they're like 320 by 240 mm-hmm. WMVs. 
I will I will make sure to render them and 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 put the clips up on YouTube as high quality as I possibly can. Because at the very least, I do not have any of the original AVI files from that. I have nothing original quality, but I did rip one of the DVDs down to a some pretty oh. big file, so that's okay. That's probably still better than the one that I have. The because it was an MPEG that was a six. You managed to get to six hundred fifty megs, so you could barely fit it on a CD to give me. <laughs> oh my god. So what's new, Dan? Anything new? How how did working go? Tree. Tree. Tree's new. Tree's new. How was work? Crazy work. <sighs> Shitty. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff was fucked up the first day. Yeah. Not none of it my fault, but it was annoying. I'm sorry. But otherwise everything went pretty smoothly. That's good. Ari basically was able to do a tour of all the thrift stores in eastern Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere we went, we hit up Desert Industries or mm-hmm. Idaho Youth Ranch or Salvation Army or Goodwill. That's awesome. Goodwill's kind of a ripoff out here. Is it really? Comparatively, they're really expensive. That's weird. I wonder yeah. why. Why is that? I mean, Goodwill's more expensive Corporate out here, culture, but... motherfuckers. God damn it, Goodwill. Who the hell the do man, you think you are? The man drives Goodwill. It's so true. Big charity, man. They're the problem. <laughs> Big charity. Big thrift, we call them. Big thrift. Big thrift. <laughs> the Grift Thrift. Starring Dan Go Miller, mm-hmm. um, that's your new documentary. That's it. You were you, you big expose on on thrift stores and how they charge just a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> the the high price of inconvenience. <laughs> that's <what laughs> the grift thrift, the high price of inconvenience. A Dan Go Miller exposumentary. Yes. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, okay, do you remember listening to blooper albums at my house because we had them? on fine yes absolutely okay so uh the the gentleman who produced those albums i've since picked up more of them and and some of the originals that i also used to have i think my mom sent me uh the gentleman mm-hmm. who put those together is named kermit schaefer now kermit schaefer awesome it is a great name. name it is a great name uh he was notorious for as i sort of assumed growing up either making up some of these entirely or just recreating these ones that may or may not have been apocryphal. Some of the bloopers are legit, but a good majority of them are not necessarily provable. Um, mm-hmm. That said, he capitalized on them in a way that I don't think one would expect. He made a series of books of bloopers, of audio bloopers, Dan. These are transcriptions <laughs> or descriptions of things that would be really well not really but funny if you saw them happening in real which is you know you generally why a blooper works because it's off the cuff and the person catches themselves or doesn't and you have to notice now it's in print for convenient (laughs) uh unfunny blooping on the bus this is i don't even is it okay here commercial this is how commercial colon then in quotes, the most annoying thing, the most wonderful thing about this new DuPont paint is that it leaves no annoying panty odors. How is that? First of all, what pantry odors? Is that where the joke is that where it's supposed? It's like he misread paint odors. Ah, yeah, right. And who? I'm just saying this is a random one picked out of this book that is how many pages long? 127 pages of this shit. Dan. Of Better bloopers. Novelization, it's still longer. That's good. That is good. Uh, but see, but that works. And so, and then Deadpool was sitting on top of a pile of merchandise, looking down, making a coy pose. The enemies walked in, and he <laughs> said, My um, stunt double is going to kick your ass. And then the villains laughed. 
That's good. I still haven't seen it. That's. Oh, I know, but they they uh, because the movie came out, they released so uh, on YouTube is uh, the blooper reel. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It, it's one of those things like you know, there's just a lot of improv in the movie. Yeah, and that yeah, was yeah. one of them. And frankly, I think that would have been great in the movie since he likes to break the fourth wall. <laughs> oh, it's not in the movie. Oh, Sad no. Face. 1963 this is produced dan how could this people didn't people just didn't release bloopers it was probably too expensive to like actually process the film yeah but if he but he recreated them and put them on records that's the only way he sold them he didn't make video ones he was like the quote-unquote king of the blooper and then he decides to turn it into books which is the, the least functional there is no way that this works now if somebody did a novelization of this somehow I want somebody to do a novelization where some character encounters each of these bloopers in real life. Um, <laughs> so this is my challenge to people out there. I want you to turn Kermit Schaefer's super bloopers into a novelization and then reverse engineer that into a film. Actually, yeah. the Kermit Schaefer, you know what? Trademark Jason Klom. I'm going to make the Kermit Schaefer movie. That actually would be fun. It'll be sort of like that the, the new uh, uh, the movie where fucking uh, Michael Keaton plays the founder of McDonald's, Ray Kroc kind of looks good mm. looks pretty good i don't know how they got the permission to do it though i'm not sure how maybe it's f- considered fair use of those logos because it's semi-document i don't know how they're getting away with it because they got all the logos all everything they don't fake it and call mm. it flick monolds there it's straight up mcdonald's they paid them some money they, yeah but but it's the biggest one of the biggest corporations in the country like i don't know maybe they figure Whatever. That's the more golden arches you see, the more golden arches you're gonna want to buy. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Oddly enough, that's all they used to sell is actual golden arches. Well, well, they've seen a lot of movies too, Mm -hmm. where they take these, you know, historic figures, and honestly, like people don't really know who started McDonald's. They say who started McDonald's? Uh, A clown. Sure. Sure. Right. (laughs) You know, they don't really know. (laughs) So you're taking it back to the roots, which there's been a lot of love for the whole freaking nostalgia generation bullshit mm-hmm. right you got that right um a lot of movies recently have taken these people like walt disney yeah beatrice potter blah blah and really humanized them true didn't didn't show them as these golden gods but showed them as regular people and it made true. them more endearing to a lot of people mm. so mcdonald's went holy shit this is gonna make us a lot of money they're going to have little finger puppets in the kids' field. <laughs> <laughs> little Ray Kroc toys. Little balding Michael Keaton toys. And that'd be him. And then there's a little uh, little Nick Offerman with no mustache. Yeah. Oh, it's my land. Uh, yes, but I own the corporation name. Yes. Woo, 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 you have to pay me money now. Um, what most people don't know, and I don't know why the, the documentary or the film version has not come out, the narrative version this has not come out, the reason Ronald McDonald exists is he was just a PR blitz to uh, distract people from the fact that they discovered that all McDonald's hamburgers were made out of clown meat. Most people yeah. don't know that. Um, yeah. So, so the, you know, when they say, you know, there's a clown at McDonald's, yeah. they're like, well, yeah, he's the mascot. It's like, no, I mean, no, like, no, in no, your no. food. In your food. Fun, 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 gross food. It's the. Can I tell you something? This yeah. sounds like the makings, because it wouldn't be funny. The makings of our first Nom Rom. Ah. Everybody's eating. It could be, though. Hamburgers. Could be. It could also. It could be a Nom Rom. You, 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 you. Okay, so here you go. Yes. You know, you're panning through. Yep. You, know, you start out, you got, you know, it's 19. And it's the first McDonald's restaurant. Sure, right? sure, sure, yeah. Or one of them. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, and you pan, you got the camera, you know, you got your little drone flying down. Sure, Or sure. it's all CG. Chances are that's more like. Mm-hmm. It comes flying down. 
right? And it's got an establishing thing. Maybe it flies in from the city limits, right? So it establishes, like, you know, in California. Because <laughs> I'm not going to make any assumptions. I don't want libel or any lawsuits. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> so it flies through. So you can establish thing, right? And it pans down. It goes down a street. goes past, like, a newspaper stand, right? So mm-hmm. you see the newspapers. It says, you know, Neil Armstrong plays on the moon. <laughs> right? And then, plays so you know what year it is. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Louis Armstrong, plays on the moon. <laughs> right? Papers fly, whatever. But you can see the year. Yeah, it flies yeah, through yeah, yeah. and see the air. You know, show, don't tell. Right? <laughs> fly through. Yep. And it comes down and it goes across the parking lot and goes in the, this back door of this of this restaurant. And you can see the golden arches as it goes in. <laughs> and it goes through and you can see guys hacking up clowns. Just... <laughs> and, and it goes through and... And follows someone who walks past and is carrying a burger, right? Mm-hmm. And then puts it down and someone takes his tray and he walks back, sits down. And it's, you know, one of the guys investigating the clown meat, right? Yeah. Or is going to, right? He hasn't yet. Right, right. He's no played one's by Brad picked Pitt. Up on it, right? And so played by Brad Pitt. So he opens it and he goes. And he looks to his friend, played by Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Does this taste funny to you? I don't know. It tastes like a hamburger to me. They'll be sick of its clown meat. Mm-hmm. No, it I, I, I got it. Funny to you. Oh, oh god damn it. <laughs> it was all set up for that punchline, Jason! <laughs> I'm an idiot! <laughs> I'm the worst. Uh, that is how it would go. Or would he laugh? Is Paul now supposed to laugh at that? Does he get it? Does he get the joke? But I like that. That's pretty solid, damn. That's really good. I told it. So, it, 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 wait, wait, now, but is it a non-rom-com? Are the two of them going to find love in one another? Or in something In the burgers. <laughs> oh. In McDonald's. Oh, okay. They're going to... That's why up to this day, they still serve clown meat. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that, like, is this well-known? Like, is, it, is this common knowledge? It's as common knowledge as pink slime, which is smushed clowns. Oh, what is pink slime? That's what they use to make chicken nuggets. Oh, really? It's like a... No. Is it like a no. filler? That's what oh. people claim. It's, oh, I see. It's, a, it's, the, it's the Planned Parenthood oh, of oh. McDonald's. Oh, I see. So it's it's baby fetus. <laughs> uh, I think you took that a different direction. <laughs> but they use it in, like, other stuff. Basically, they take, they grind up <laughs> ding, the, ding, the ding, bones. Ding, ding, with... Life starts at McDonald's. <laughs> Life starts at convection. <laughs> Don't even need to do it anymore. We're good. No, we're done. We got it. We got it. We got it. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Oh, this is this was a nice coffee at Starbucks. Oh, can I tell you something? This is really egotistical. Egotastical. No, you this is not a podcast about discussing things in our lives. Oh, right, right, right. Uh so this 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 Starbucks. <laughs> If I was a real egotist, I would keep this cup because the person who served me this day said, "Hey, are you are you in a show? Are you in a drinking game?" I've never been recognized before outside of like friends of friends, like who are in the room with my friends. Who are, uh-huh. like, are you that guy? Yeah, of course I'm that guy because I'm friends with your friend who's also in the show. Yeah, this this person has been to a bunch of shows and actually recognized me, so that was weird. That never nice. happened. Also recognized me with the beard. Like I am very beardy right now, and like I feel like it ages me. And if, if that's what if that's what gets you through the day, Jay. Mm. What if what gets you? You know, thinking that you have a beard. I have this a beard. Where's your mm-hmm. beard, okay. Dan? Where's your beard? Hmm. Hmm. It's 
thicker and more lush than yours will ever no, be. No, 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 no. Mine is, yours is just darker, Dan. I, I would like that to see. That is racist. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see your, 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 you grow a beard out. Would you ever try? I can't. You can't? It just, it, it itches too much. Oh, yeah. No, I hate that. What if you had to do I it for charity? I can't handle it. What about charity? Even for charity? <sighs> do it for charity. If they paid me a lot. <laughs> Uh, am I am I missing something? Here? I, think, I think you might have missed a point. I think you might have. Been, how about you have to grow it out when you make uh, whatever the name of that Goodwill documentary we came up with was? So uh, when we make that, you'll grow your beard out. But do, would it grow Last in year. patchy? Do you have like? Does it no, grow in? Other, it, I I have issues right here next to my lips, right here. Okay, but other than and that, and then kind of, and then they kind of go down the sides where my goatee is. It's mm-hmm. kind of my okay, but otherwise. It just grows in very thick and and yeah. curly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know that's that 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 I can't relate to, and that sounds it sounds actually upsettingly painful. This is like yeah, like I can't even let my goatee go all that long on it, or else it starts and it starts. I start getting ingrown hairs. Oh yeah, no, I fucking hate that. That is that is the worst. I'm growing that's this bad. out because I was growing it, and then we're doing Lebowski, and then I may end up this time like I wanted to last time, being the stranger. So uh, nice. I want to have the full stash so that I can at the very least get that part of it across because my voice is not deep enough to do sam elliott but i can at least do the accent so yeah and we have so what you're gonna need to do to get yourself uh, emotionally into character Mm -hmm. now this isn't anything in the movie that's gonna prepare you right this is outside of it this is more uh character study yeah you're gonna want to learn and just and not just learn the song but really live the song Mm -hmm. of was it the gambler? Mm-hmm. Um, and turn the page. Okay. So you want me to learn a Kenny Rogers song and a whoever does turn the page, Bob Seger song. Bob Seger. Okay. So I have to learn those. Those two songs Those two songs speak to being the bearded stranger. That is true. That is Well, he's only got a mustache, but I know what you're saying. Right. Yeah. That's true. I think you're right. Even though he's like he's supposed to be a southern sort of cowboy type, those do both still sp- say Sam Elliott to me. So, yeah. Well, the thing is that the the gambler is kind of a cowboy dude. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And Bob Seger does a lot of country esque. He does. Rock. He does. That is very true. I had I I told you I had Thanksgiving next to Bob Seger's house once, right? Not like not like out, just, not on his lawn. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is good turkey. That's Bob. <laughs> He throws it out his window, gives us his leftovers. <laughs> he's not even—he's not giving it to you. He's just—he eats like a Roman. He just throws it behind his back, and it goes out the window. Hey, turkey leg! Woo! <laughs> oh boy, that's good. Um, I'm gonna try one of these as Sam Elliott. All right, <clears throat> it's entitled right, do, it. "Do Not Play with Matches." <clears throat> On a TV science program, Professor of Physics was experimenting with a gas. At the conclusion of his program. He came up with this classic. I see our time is running out. I'll be on the safe side. And before I do anything else, I'll have to ask you to bear with me for a moment while I get rid of my gas. Kermit Schaefer, Super Bloopers, 1963. <laughs> Wait, that's how you do it. Again, I know that, that Ken Burns stuff is kind of played out. But if you read all these like they were quotes in a Civil War documentary, maybe we just take Civil War and dub these over. Yeah. Yeah. A commercial. My dearest Eloise. 
they're so bad too like i mean looking back i i was so hopeful that they were real bloopers and then like now now that it's been properly discussed and people have basically agreed yeah he clearly made most of these up that then it's like oh well okay that makes that makes so my instincts were not totally off as a, as a kid um all right so yes. um yes what 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 part of uh willow uh-huh should i read as an old drunk british Aristocrat. Well, since I don't remember anything about... Can I tell you what I remember about Willow? Okay, what part of Batteries Not Included I have, should I read? I don't think I've ever seen Batteries Not Included, which is weird. I will tell you about Willow. Can I tell you what uh, Willow says? What the first thing... If you say Willow, the first thing I think of is... It's it's not... What? It's not... What's his name? It's not the actor. It's uh, Velveeta. And can I tell you why Velveeta? It is Please do. Because... If you bought a couple Velveeta jars and sent in the proof of purchase, you could get a poster for the movie Willow, a movie that I think I had seen once and was excited to have the poster of, but I don't remember any of it. There's there's wind and there's snow. There's he says Mad Mardigan or whatever his name is and Mad Mardigan. Yep, I remember that. I remember liking him. He's a great actor. Val Kilmer. I know that Kevin Pollock and my good buddy Rick Overton are in it. That's all I know. I don't know the story. I know that there's a small. I'll I'll read the okay. I'll read the 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 part that was sad. Of of Willow, there's a sad part of Willow. No, a uh, battery's, battery's not, included. not included. Okay, yeah, do it. Let's see. Should Can I you make it a, a nom rom or a nom com or a nom a nomedy or a nom <clears throat> nom Harry tried everything. After carrying the little stillborn saucer downstairs to his apartment, he had talked to it, shaking it gently and. Given it further jolts from a six-volt battery on his workbench. Nothing worked. He, he had even pried open two of its hatches with tidy screwdrivers and peered inside through a magnifying glass. What he saw was far too complex for him, although one thing was certain, there was no place for batteries. He shook his head. Everything looked so neat, so compact, so right. What's the matter with you, little guy? Carefully, he fastened the hatches back in place. You ain't dead. I know you ain't dead. You just waiting to be born. And old Harry just hasn't got the magic touch. He stared at the little saucer's doleful, lifeless eyes. We don't need a mechanic here, right? What we need here is a miracle. And then, Harry Noble caused the miracle to happen! <laughs> Sighing, he leaned back and Heaved his boots onto the workbench. Dry wood cracked. Loose nails let go. One of the boards, the one on which the little saucer rested, flipped up, sending the toy-like creature spinning into the shelf above the sink. A large little, large open bottle of bleach toppled over, knocking other soaps and fluids into Harry's soaking laundry. The saucer vanished into this seething brew, and an electric clock tipped after it short-circuiting with enough force to churn the shirts like monstrous sea creatures. Harry was up and halfway to the sink when the plugs shot, spinning three feet into the air, and the swirling mixture suddenly drained away, leaving one ruined clock, two shirts, and a pair of trousers, all gleaming white. He poked at these with a wooden spoon. Hey, little guy, you in there, where are you? One after the other, he fished the garments out and shook them. No sign of the saucer. There was only the sink, cleaner than it had ever been. 
and the yawning, old-fashioned drain hole in the center. Gone! Harry said. Down the hole! Poor little fella never had a chance! <laughs> Shaking his head, he bent to pick up the workbench board, but when he touched it, he felt it trembling as if alive, and from underneath came a vibrant, high-pitched whine! Harry frequently heard odd sounds, especially during moments of stress. Sometimes he heard voices, too, and often laughter. But this whining was soon joined by a small clinking, like nothing he had ever heard before. It sounded like a fly tapping against a window or a lampshade. He leaned close. He struck his temple with the heel of his hand. But the sound was not in his head at all. It was real. It was in the big old drain pipe, and it was moving away, fast, under the floor, then through a connection, and up one of the exposed pipes near the door. Hey! Harry shouted, rushing over and grabbing the pipe. Thank you. Oh, thank you. There you go. There you go. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you, boy. I, I don't... My name is Weston Yarbrough. I'm sorry, Weston Yarbrough. Thank you. From Harvard College, Yale. Harvard College, Yale. All right. Uh, I, I feel like I should... I'm going to send this to you at some point, Dan, but first of all, thank you for that. Um, yes. That was very nice. Um, I want to let you know. I, I, you know what? Let's, let's, I just want to give the audience, just in case you guys, this you won't be able to find this now because I've taken care of the problem. There's been a bit of a problem with the website. Something happened where some kind of a post showed up in our stream from like 1887. And you can, you can pre-post. So mm. I don't know what happened. I wiped it out. It won't be a problem anymore. Um, so if you guys end up over the next few weeks or months, if something shows up, like if you go back in iTunes or you go back in our RSS feed and you see that something was posted in the 1800s or the early 1900s, I would just say ignore it because I'll, I'll take care of it at some point. Uh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't listen to it. I didn't, I have no idea what's going on, but just do yourself a favor and disregard it. I would say, cause it's not me. It's definitely not me doing it. It's definitely not Dan doing it. Yeah. I don't have time for that. Shit. So I don't know what the fuck. But I just wanted to just point that out. And then, then this, I want to, I, I just want to say as my final words for this week. Um, Todd Smith smells like cereal. Um, and the reason I say that is because this is hmm. the back of a Honey Bunches of Oats. I don't, I don't know if you can see it, but it okay. says Todd Smith smells like cereal. And that's really, his name is Todd Smith. He works for Honey Bunches of Oats. The title of his essay on the bottom of this, on the back of this box is Smells Like Cereal. But Todd right. Smith smells like cereal. And so I'm going to start tweeting at Honey Bunches of Oats um, because I feel like they're, I don't know. I feel it feels inappropriate to me that they're saying this about Todd Smith, and I don't think he has their permission. You know, mm. the other way around. I don't think they have his permission to say that he smells like cereal. I can assume yeah, it so. Yeah, sounds like libel. You know, he works there. Okay, we we can assume the man smells like cereal, but that doesn't seem doesn't seem right to me. It doesn't seem okay. So Todd, if you're out there, you're welcome to come on our podcast. Um, I want you to understand that you know, even if you do smell like cereal, you know, we love you. We love you. Uh, also, this was at Kmart. I want you to see this. This is a shirt. Oh my God. Yeah, the the apostrophe America or apostrophe America, those are meant to be ironic. And now it's yeah. being embraced sincerely by people who shop at Kmart or people who sell things to Kmart. And then if you buy it and don't, I mean, maybe it's mostly being bought ironically by hipsters. I don't know. I. I... Although all we know is they're getting money for making that. That's yeah, that's a hundred percent true. That's a hundred percent true. Um, well. Dan, uh, first of all, thank you for helping me invent a new genre of film. No problem. The Nam Ram is going to sweep the country. I think so. We have to get Brad Pitt on board. Yep. About the clown meat movie. 
Brad Pitt yep. and and my apparent uh, doppelganger Paul Giamatti. I keep getting that yeah. from strangers, basic basically strangers, and it's driving. So you're getting me. recognized for that more than you are for drinking. Oh yeah, no. More people have said, "Hey, you know who you look like," and I say, "Don't say Paul Giamatti," and they say, "That's what I was gonna say." You know when somebody says that, right? That the socially appropriate thing is not to say that's what I was gonna say. Socially. Well, the problem is, is that they they don't know what to say after that because no response is the same thing as saying. You know that's what? That's what I was going to say. Uh, you know what? So what you have to do is, whenever you get ready to say anything like that, yes. you know, oh, you know who you look like, mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. Um, you know, are you pregnant? Yeah, something right. like that. You need to have a backup. Exactly response. right. Exactly. Um, and so when you you know if you say, you know who you look like, and then the person says, don't say Paul Giamatti, you should be able to very quickly say no, Kevin Hart. Exactly right. And if you just said Kevin Hart, I would have taken it. He's a powerful man. He's a handsome man. He's funny. I'll take it. You know, I will. I will assume you see something I don't. That's fine. You know, Jordan Morris and Jesse Thorne have a very good role on their <laughs> podcast, Jordan Jesse Go, which is don't tell somebody they look like somebody unless that somebody they look like to you is famous for being good looking. And I think that is a good general rule. <laughs> I am. I'm fine with it. But I know I'm going to get Paul Giamatti for the rest of my life. But that's another reason for me to be on a diet. The heavier I get. If I got like actually heavy, heavy, I would look like Paul. Like it would, it would be just. You know what you do? No. This is this is the response from now on from you, Jason. Okay. This is the response. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just someone says, "Hey, mm-hmm. you know who you look like," mm-hmm. and then you go, "Who?" Mm-hmm. And they go. You look like Paul Giamatti. Just scream in their face. You can't outrun the wolf, kid! And just run. Just book it. And don't make any turns. Just keep running. I really like that response. Like, no matter, like, the last time I got it, I was in the middle of an interview I was going to do for local TV. I should have just bolted out the... the, the... (laughs) Absolutely. And then just walked back in like nothing happened. Hey, guys. What's up? Oh, that's a really great idea. Well, that's, that's, that is the best possible. <laughs> let's response. keep that. Let's keep that one in 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 the chamber, Jay. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. So, what's your final word for this week, Dan? You cannot run the wolf, kid. <laughs> the sound of me running. That's good. <laughs> oh, hey. And then my my final words are: Todd Smith smells like cereal. So perfect. <laughs> Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, the podcast, is a Stolen Dress Entertainment production. It's hosted by Dan Gomiller and Jason Klom and is edited by Jason Klom and produced by Maury Povich. The Dan and Jay's Community Service theme song was composed and performed by Brian Magic Hands Madison. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, rate us highly, and write us a shining review. You can like us on Facebook.com slash DJC Hour, follow us on Twitter at DJC Hour, and find everything in one place at DanandJay.com. Dan and Jay.